So what do we know of the story so far? Lady Smith is not who she claims to be. What is the significance of the Robert Noble painting? And what are the Bellottis up to? We return for part three of Death of a Maid. Back at Nungate Manor, where the occupants remain unaware of Lady Eleanor's past, Lucille sits in the drawing room, looking after her as Mrs Brown, who recently saw an increase in her duties. Will that be all, Miss Lucille? Yes, thank you, Mrs Brown. Good afternoon, Mr Edward. Good afternoon, Miss Brown. I thought I might find you here. Are you OK? No, Edward, I'm not OK. It's been days since poor Cassie was killed, and the police have hardly done anything. I'm sure they are doing all they can do. Oh, Edward, I know. It's just frustrating. Anyway, did you know that Cassie's dad and our dad were in the same regiment during the war? No, I didn't. I'm surprised he didn't tell you. He told me that her dad was killed in the war and he felt guilty about it. Then her mum died young as well, so Cassie was a penniless and homeless. Dad said he offered her money and a house on the estate, but she was too proud to take it. So he offered her a job instead. I did wonder how they were connected. I could always see that favourites are sometimes a little too much. Apparently, her parents are buried up at St Mary's. Dad paid for her mum's funeral. I suppose he felt responsible. Or well, maybe he has fallen in love with her. She was a rather attractive. Come on now, Edward. Do you really think Dad was having an affair with her? I oh, we don't know this. I don't know this. Have you ever read that swill? He planned to leave for a quarter of his fortune. I thought everything was to go to Eleanor. Fortunately not. Nope. The money was to be split four ways between us. Cassie and Eleanor, Eleanor also gets the rest of the estate, including the house, which could have gone to me. The only property not left to her was that painting that loves. He wants you to have it. But everything was conditional. From Cassie being allowed to stay here until she was married. If she married, I suppose, now that Cassie has to wait, I think Eleanor gets half the estate and never has to and never have to see her again. Wait a minute, what painting? You know, the one. It used to hang in the library years ago, before Emma changed it though. The valuable one in the safety deposit in Edinburgh. Sorry to disturb you, but the police are here. They would like a word. Please show them in, Mrs. Farm. Detective Lane and PC George Rogers are ushered into the drawing room by Mrs. Brown. She exchanges a concerned look with Lucille before quietly closing the door. Afternoon, Mr. Smith, Miss Smith. We've discovered some new information. Please, go on. It would seem that a painting belonging to this family has turned up at an auction house in Edinburgh after being withdrawn from a deposit box by someone using your name, Mr. Smith. What? That's ridiculous. What I steal something that belongs to us? It's, it's okay, sir. We know who it really was and how he got it. The key and the documents required to withdraw the painting were in the Bible that was taken from the library. The man responsible turned out to be a cousin of Lady Eleanor's. Wait, what? We're still looking into the connection that Lady Eleanor is not who she seems to be. She changed her identity when entering the country. This is crazy. None of that makes any sense. Who is she really? How has she gotten away with this? Tell us! I'm afraid we cannot reveal that to you just yet. But at the moment it would seem that Lady Eleanor had her cousin steal the Bible so they could get their hands on the painting to sell it. But whether Cassie caught them in the act or her murderer was part of their scheme is yet to be confirmed. Poor Cassie. None of this is her fault. It's okay, sis. Everything will be alright. We cannot yet confront Lady Eleanor, but we will. 
We have yet to find her newly found cousin since he became a suspect. We shall leave two officers with you here to keep you safe. But all the same, please be careful. We will see ourselves out now and return when we have another update. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Miss Smith. They leave the room in silence, passing Mrs. Brown in the hallway on their way to the front door. Both men share a look. They suspect she was listening, although now busied herself with dusting. They wait until they are through the front door and out of earshot before further discussing the investigation. Say, did you hear about all the wonderful e-resources the library service has to offer? Why, no. Do tell me more. Well, there's Ancestry for doing your family tree, Avoid for what for watching videos, Rollbox for e-audio and e-books, Credo for research. I'm looking at the library service webpage now. Press reader for e-magazines, e-newspapers, transparent and language so you can learn to read and write a new language and universal class to teach accredited courses on all sorts of subjects. I know, isn't it fabulous? A range of 14 different resources. And all for free by going to www.eastlogan.uk slash libraries. It would be criminal not to. Rogers, did you find any connections between Miss Rose and Lord William? We did. It would seem that Miss Rose's father served as a private under Lord William during the war. There was an incident when the regiment was ordered to attack a German position. However, the bigwigs in charge had seriously underestimated the size of the enemy forces. Once he realised the danger, Lord William ordered them to retreat. But it wasn't so easy. Whilst under heavy machine gun fire, he apparently personally rescued several injured soldiers, one of whom was Miss Rose's father. But his injuries were too severe. He died a few days later. By all accounts, Lord William felt responsibility for his men, and this continued after the war. He has been using his position to help some of their families. I think it's fair to say this was the case with Miss Rose. I think he was helping her. I see. That makes sense, but, but what about her mother? She died when Miss Rose was 15. The gossip is, although this can't be confirmed, that feeling sorry for the last, Lord William paid for the mother's funeral. He also offered her money and a house on his estate, but she was too proud to take charity. So he ended up offering her a job instead. Her father is buried in France, in case you were wondering. That would explain why Lord William was so close to her. Yes, sir. I think he thought of her as a daughter. So, it's increasingly likely that Lord William was not having an affair with Miss Rose. Doesn't fit his character, if I'm being honest, sir. I've been following up where Lady Eleanor was on the day of the murder. Seems she had booked a room at the Townhouse Hotel, where she met with a uh, Miss Elizabeth MacDonald. I rather think they wanted to have a private conversation, and that is why she lied about her whereabouts. Hang on. You mean Lizzie MacDonald? The woman Harvey Bellotti was seen whining and dining? Yes. Yes, I, I think they may have been discussing the sale of the painting. We need to have a word with Miss MacDonald. I suspect she will be the easiest to find and could lead us on to the others. The detective turned out to be right. Lizzie MacDonald was well known around Haddington as a gossipy local barmaid. If she knew anything, she was never the only one to know it for long. They found her at work at the George Hotel, shocked but not surprised to see two officers of the law arrive to speak to her. She apprehensively leads them to a back officer, 
She apprehensively leads him to a back office so they can speak in private. So, Miss MacDonald, you admit to meeting Lady Eleanor on the day of the murder, and yet you deny it has anything to do with the sale of a valuable painting. Yes, sir. She was trying to tell me that Harvey was a crook, that I, that I should have nothing to do with him. She mentioned they were related and that he'd be going back to America once, once he had finished his business. Are you denying any knowledge of both the painting and the murder? Surely you must have found it suspicious that she asked to speak to you privately on the day Cassie was murdered. Why didn't you come forward? That looks suspicious to me, Miss MacDonald. No, please, you have it wrong. She was just trying to warn me. After she found out he was here, she was terrified. Why would she be terrified of him if they're related? I don't know. I only met Lady Eleanor for the first time that day. Rumour has it that she doesn't like going out. At the time, I had no reason not to believe her. But now I've not seen Harvey since her last day, and everything you're telling me, I just, I, I... Look, look I, I didn't mean to upset you, Mr MacDonald, but this is serious business. If you hear from either of those parties, I want you to contact us immediately. But do not put yourself in danger. As the detective turns to leave, Lizzie suddenly looks up. Wait, there's something else. I didn't think. But now I know about Harvey. Take your time. What is it? Lady Eleanor isn't the only family member I've seen recently. The son, Edward, he drinks at the hotel bar on occasion. The night I first met Harvey, I saw the two of them drinking together. I only got talking to Harvey because he'd asked to use our telephone after Edward had left. Said he had to make a business call. What business did Harvey Bellotti have to attend to? Why did Edward never mention the man before? Is he involved? Find out next time on Death of a Maid.